Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 281. This is Russ, and I have with me, and we think it's going to be a full house. I've got Aaron, I've got Rich, and I've got Jim, and Daryl is uh, fighting his way through the last remaining walkers and crawling out of the hole uh, to get to the podcast as quickly as he can. No, 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 you heard that wrong. He's using his walker oh, to get geez. to the phone. You know, words matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's... he's He's okay. He just needs his walker to get to the phone. Yeah, he took his gear off, so he should be, you know, getting a little faster. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That makes much more sense now that you say it that way. And we're talking about Daryl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, before we get to some news and and uh, in the episode itself, I just want to do a little housekeeping. So it's been a while since we've... Uh, it's been we've, a while. We, yeah, we've done an episode. Um We've been having a little bit of difficulty with the website, um, so if you'll notice the feeds and stuff, I think there was a period of a couple of days where things were a little wonky. We got everything fixed. Um, there, there's some technical stuff going on with our web host um, where we need to upgrade a pretty substantial piece of uh, software related to the website and how it runs, um, and it's been a little challenging to kind of go through the hoops and make sure nothing breaks. Um, so hopefully if you're hearing this um, – Pay attention if you if you could just go to the Facebook group facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Um, I think all of us will kind of uh, tweet out if we see anything uh, that's going to be down for a little bit or, or and then when things are back up. If there's any changes, there's a small chance that you might have to resubscribe to the feed depending on if things go really sideways. Um, if that's the case, then we'll definitely let everybody know. So, kind of apologies in advance for things being a little crazy, but. Um, when you're dealing with like a 12-year-old website and uh, having to uh, to be afraid to touch anything because it's all working and then suddenly have to, to kind of go through a major overhaul, it's a little so distressing. You went through everything we should do if you we are hearing this. What if you're not hearing this? If you're not you hearing this, go find somebody who is hearing I don't, this I don't think and you ask covered them that what's con- up. I don't think you covered that contingency, but okay. I, I did not. Um mm. Yeah, so tell a friend, um, <laughs> you know, post it out. <laughs> go, to, go, go to those meetups where you yes. talk about the Walking Dead TV podcast to make sure everyone that didn't listen <laughs> gets, gets, a, gets a subscribe notice about what to do next. Yeah. Russ, it's finally your chance to do your dream project and build your own um, Cerebus and uh-huh. uh, uh, communicate out to all the other mutants. Ah. Uh. My, you mean my own Cerebro? Cerebro? Is he, is he talking about Cerebro? Because you said Isn't that what I said? I, I was wondering I if Cerebus like a dog Greek dog? No, anyway. you said Cerebus. I was willing to go like... for it. Go with it. Okay. Like the, the three-headed dog from the underworld? Yep, <laughs> yep exactly. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, just keep an eye on the Facebook page. Um, I, even if you're not a member of the Facebook group or whatever, if you you know just go and 
uh, we'll we'll keep everybody posted there, um, and then all the the Twitter feeds and stuff. So uh, again, apologies if things get a little weird. Um, we'll just be as transparent as we can to let you know where you can keep hearing the show. Um, so because you you don't want to miss these Greek reference jokes. I mean, no, that's no, what no. That's... exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the housekeeping uh, bit of it. A uh, little bit of news since it's been a while since we recorded again. Uh, I guess the biggest thing was the new Walking Dead spinoff show, The World Beyond, is I guess it's confirmed as a two-season limited event. So Yes, the uh, Star Wars resistance of the Walking Dead universe. Yes, yes. This is the one about the kids or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah, the kids are all right. Yes. Well... After two years, they probably wouldn't be kids anymore. <laughs> I like that. I like this logic. It's like, yeah, we got to cap it because they're just going to grow. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it does make me curious. I mean, like, obviously, yes. that means I have an endpoint in mind. So, if anything, that gives me like reasons to feel positive about this because it's not like the story's going to have to meander and figure things out at the same time because you've limited yourself to such a thing. You know, if it's if it's if it comes out and like they're confident in it, but we're watching and we're not like super thrilled with like what we're seeing, it's going to be hard to adjust to show that already you know has a set end game in mind. That said, I mean, I want to be optimistic and not cynical about it, so I just hope for the best as far as their plans. Well, yeah. maybe it'll be a tight, maybe it'll be a tighter story because they limited themselves. I mean, we can only hope, right? For sure, yeah. That we don't get any of these fill-in episodes or kind of like you know, connective tissue episodes that kind of bore us. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they'll they'll keep it a tighter story and you know, by keeping it to two seasons. Do we know how long it's like? Is it supposed to be like a full what sixteen? Like the these two shows are already or that's that was going to be my next question. I wasn't I wasn't sure if they're going to do like two eights and make that a you know quote two two seasons two seasons. Or, uh-huh. You know if if I imagine just because the other two shows on, I wouldn't imagine we'd get like sixteen in a year. Yeah, because that'd, that'd be a lot, so- right? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this will somehow be, I don't know how it would be, but maybe a bridge to the movies that they're going to have. So somehow it'll serve a purpose to bridge from what we've been dealing with to to that. I don't know. I mean, I, mean, you I, I know. haven't heard anything else on those movies in a while. So they are, are they still happening? I'm assuming they are. Well, yeah, it's just there's nothing to, I mean, if there's nothing to share, there's nothing to share. And they're, they're yeah. already, they already. They have a whole show to work on, so you know you got to promote that as opposed to movies yeah. that are eventually coming out at some point. And and you're not wrong. I mean, yeah, having a show like this set in that particular location, which is presumably at least very connected to where Rick currently is, yeah, you're probably going to have a lot of you know Easter eggs, let alone very obvious connections to what's going to come next as far as these supposed big screen uh, versions of uh, The Walking Dead. So uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see how it all connects, but I'm no doubt that it will, because why wouldn't it? It's all the universe at this point. I can't think of any real other news. I, I guess the only other news that's tangentially related is I heard today, what is it, that Col- Coleman Domingo got a first look deal with AMC for two years, three years, something? Oh, good for him. Yeah, he got a, a, a producer deal, which I thought was pretty cool. Does that mean, like, in addition to, I assume, being involved in Fear of the Walking Dead, that he could probably do something else on AMC as well? I, I would assume, since it's kind of a first look and he's not really a yeah. principal on Fear, that, yeah, I would I would assume that that means other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I guess like anything else, it doesn't mean necessarily that he would even be in front of the camera. But 
possibly, you know, producer director uh, side of it. Yeah, because he's like a he's a theater guy too. Like he's done a yeah, lot of yeah. other kinds of works. I'd imagine you know doing Fear is one thing, and he's appeared in movies and whatnot as well. But like he probably want to stretch his legs out and what better way to do that than having a you know a network backing him to do it yeah and the directing he's done on on fear so obviously he's gotten his feet wet in that so i did want to mention uh since we've been on break like you said about three weeks ago they released a virtual reality uh walking dead video game Ooh. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah. called, called saints and sinners and the reviews have actually been pretty good oh yeah. uh, a lot of compar- more surprising <laughs> yes, even more so. I mean, because I was not expecting anything from a Walking Dead VR game, but uh, there have been a lot of favorable comparisons to like Resident Evil Seven, and uh, it's, it's, they said the immersion is really good and the storytelling is good. So um, it's available for your VR setup for all three of us who have them. So <laughs> this is a good reminder that I need to finish the damn Telltale series that I like really enjoy <laughs> that I, I have not finished. They got like three chapters. There are two chapters to go on that, and uh, I should do that at some point. Yep, yeah, it's all done. I finished the comics, so I'm happy about that. So. Yeah. Also, Melissa Hutchinson, who does Clementine in the Telltale games, is going to be doing the convention circuit this year. So, oh, yeah. interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess the last, uh, again, tangentially related, but um, it looks like. Uh, is it Denai um, Denai Guerrero? Yeah, got Black, Pan- Black Panthers Denai Guerrero. Mm. Yeah, got a deal with. Uh, didn't she get a deal with uh, ABC? ABC? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So everyone's stepping up. Yeah, every, everybody's getting 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 deals. I guess everybody else is is uh, getting stolen to uh, Netflix and Amazon and uh, and Apple Plus. I guess they they need to kind of refill the ranks. So. Yeah, and everyone else is joining the uh, Whiskey Tango, or what is it? The uh, what is it? What was it called? <laughs> Whiskey Cavalier. Cavalier. Whiskey Cavalier uh, rewatch podcast. I believe that's the other thing going on as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was such a good show too. <laughs> Kidding. Anyway. <laughs> so cool. So yeah. So lots lots going on in and around the world of The Walking Dead. Um, I guess that's it for news. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like looking through everything to see if I missed something. But yeah, because it's been a minute yeah, since we've all yeah. gathered to yeah discuss the trials and tribulations of Norm of uh, Daryl and the gang. Yes. <laughs> so right, well, we'll, uh, yeah. Let's talk about Squeeze. Yeah, Squeeze. Season 10, episode 9. I love that. They were one of my favorite bands of the 80s. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, wait. You're talking about the episode. No, they're cool for cats. Yes. They are, yeah. <laughs> and they're up, and they're up the junction. So, uh, so I don't. It's funny. I don't really have a ton of notes for this episode. I guess for one, it was truly a standard size episode. It wasn't one of those like weird hour ten minute with commercial episodes or hour five minute commercial. It uh, they they seeded they seeded the time for Better Call Saul, and I say good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I that's found what, it interesting. I mean, I, I found it interesting, telling Aaron before we started, I found it interesting that it guest starred Henry Winkler in Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Russ, I, I hear what you're saying because I don't have many notes either, mainly because I think the episode's just very, it's uh, very straightforward. Yeah. And what it's yeah, doing. Like, it's, there's not much. much story it needs to tell. I mean, as far as like jotting things down, it's like, yeah, they got to get out of this cave. 
Yeah. Uh, the one story that gets caught on the cave, and the other one is the weirdest Tinder hookup ever. Yeah, so. indeed. Leave leave the face on, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Creepy. Um, <clears throat> so, we, and two, we pick up right where we left off. So we left off with them, with our, our fearless uh, crew stuck in the cave, uh, walkers below them, all around them. Uh, and they're kind of stuck where they are. And um, so that that's where we, we pick up. With, and, uh, and you get Carol, like, looking at Alpha, looking down at her, and yes. she lets out this big scream, and it's super silly, and one of the two main weak points of this episode for me, specifically. <laughs> it lended more credence to the Vader scream of no. Out of that. <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> because this was just, just made it look like cinematic genius compared to ugh, anyway it's a because like I, I feel like i have higher opinions of the, this episode than many do but like right away because i remember how the season or the mid-season finale ended and i was like all right well that's that's what we did well, i guess but like this opening was like okay we're back with this again and i was like not thrilled already but then it for me it pe- it picked up immediately but like right away it's like oh god the scream really this is what we're doing oh yeah. well let me ask you guys something really quick. And I, it might have just been uh, I watched it on my computer monitor, um, but did it seem like dark, like the cave part? I was dark just to you? about yeah. I was just about to ask. Did they get like a deal on the Game of Thrones lighting crew or something? Because it was terrible. There was so much of the in the cave stuff that I could have just sat in the dark and listened to the episode, and it would have been just as effective. I yeah, think. It, it definitely was. So I have the additional problem that watching it on the DVR on the satellite, they crushed the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, and because I was taking notes, I had to have the light on in the room. So mm-hmm. between the glare off the TV, the fact that it was dark and crushed uh, to begin with, it yeah, it made for a really difficult watching experience. But uh, for for me, I'll say outside of one sequence that we'll get to, I don't think there's an I don't think there's an issue on the filmmaking standpoint. I think it's it comes down to, as Russ, you know, like it's, you know, compressing all of this, putting broadcasting it over over the place. Like it's it's that's this is the kind of episode that's just not going to work for a lot of people because, yeah, it's going to appear darker than like when it comes out on the Blu-ray. Yes. When this season comes out, it's going to look fine. You will have no right. complaints about it. <laughs> like, right. But that's just the thing is they have to take an account for not everybody is watching on a high definition television through the you know, whatever it's, yeah, but even people who I mean, I watch television, they're going to have the problem. I mean, well, I yeah, because I, I watch saying, yes, on my 4k. Only... And I mean, but of course I don't have cable and stuff. I stream, I have streamed it through the AMC app onto my 4k television. And it was so dark in so many spots. And I mean, that, that's just a minor problem I have with this episode compared to a lot of other things. But, I mean, it was very frustrating. I was having to constantly stop. And some of the sound, too. Like, Daryl was so muffled. On, I don't know. I just had a lot of problems, both technically and story-wise, with this episode. Now, what, do, you stream, do you stream it from Amazon? or? No, I stream it from the AMC app. From the AMC app, okay. Because I have the premiere or whatever through that, so I watched it, like, two days ago. Okay. Yeah, I can't say I had a sound issue, but I mean, the picture wise, I also I can't say that I I was it wasn't sticking out to me as far as I can't determine what's happening. Again, there's one sequence that we'll talk about where 
there are other problems been that that's that didn't help but mm-hmm. i think you're you're not wrong as far as yes there's a way to be kind of like account for the fact it's like we're going to set an episode in a cave we could recognize the idea that amc is going to broadcast this and it's not going to look the most ideal on television screens at the same time i mean that's i can't see that as like a a creative decision you have to like really like work hard to like suppress like what do we do do we light the caves differently it's like i like i like well, this why premise, i like i like why well, i like this premise enough where i don't think they should sacrifice the idea of doing it just because it's not going to work on tvs on the first airing of it when the show's going to live on for decades on blu-ray and and to be honest with you i don't mm. think you're going to really gain a whole lot by seeing more like uh-huh. okay so you're going to see more rock and, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't one of those where, I mean, it was distracting just because it was hard to make out, but I don't feel like I was really missing anything. It's not one of those episodes where you feel like, or it's not one of the situations where I feel like there's fine detail and, and, and stuff that visually w- you're, you're missing by, by this happening. So. I mean, it reflects on yeah. what the characters, it reflects on what the characters are going through too, as far yeah. as this claustrophobic, dark nature of yeah. things, just things creeping around in the dark. Like, yeah, you're not going to be, I've been in caves. It's not easy to see in caves. <laughs> well, no, and I agree. And I'm not talking about being able to see more of the rock and stuff, but there were points where you had to, vis- there was something visually, especially like the people that are doing hand, you know, sign language and stuff. It's very difficult to see. I mean, and there were, things where stuff moved and i'm like what's i had to constantly back it up just to figure out what i just saw yeah and i mean fair that enough. i have I, a problem with i mean yeah, fair I'm enough, saying I, I, there yeah, have I'm, been plenty of films and everything else where you know for the sake of make believe we know that it's not real so if they light it up a little bit more where we can at least see what's going on that's all I'm saying. I know that sounds a little get off my lawn. No, but. no, I, I, I hear you because I, I feel for you as far as like, and I know there are some listeners in our feedback, I think, that reflect that darkness as well. I, at the same time, I get what they're trying to do here. And it's just to reach that balance or everybody's satisfied with an episode that's geared towards being dark. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard think, to do. It's hard to pull that off. Well, I think it's. I think it's also more of an issue of the, the all the different ways it's distributed. Like yeah. if there was one digital broadcast standard that everybody watched it on 1080p say you know, 30 frames a second or whatever that'll be cool but like you know russ is watching it one way and and rich is watching it on another you know and i'm i get them on amazon the next morning you know and so i i you know stream the episode from there and i i thought it was pretty dark too so i, I think that like it's more of a problem of like having the different formats in mind when someone goes and makes a, a tv show than it is uh, an artistic problem. You know well, what I mean? Well, and I mean, maybe it's something they could tackle from a technical standpoint. There's, like, other things on the Internet where it's like, you know, I'm going to watch this. Okay, do you want to watch it in 720, 340? Do you want to watch it in 1080 or whatever? Well, I don't even think it's know? a resolution issue. It's, it's Well, bandwidth, not resolution, it's, but it's I'm a bandwidth just saying. Issue. It's, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, how, it's, it's the compression. It's totally yeah. the compression. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, I just wanted to ask if it seemed dark. Sorry. It's all right. It sounds like it sounds like Daryl Taylor's entered the episode. Yeah, something happened. Yes. Did you have any yes. issues with the amount of darkness in this week? That's what we're talking about right now. Uh, I was going to ask y'all to explain what happened. <laughs> yeah, we've barely got we've not we've barely talked about the story so far. We've mainly focused on how dark it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty dark. All right, well, we got all that out of the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi, Daryl. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm full. I'm good. 
You go to John's? Yes. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Nice. It's been All too right. long. All right. Well, while they're clamoring around in the darkness, um, <laughs> we see that Alpha, who who is glaring at Carol and then screams at and then Carol screams at her. Um, Alpha instructs her people to make sure that they don't get away. Yeah, she got them. And I then, guess. And then drops the torch. So I thought at first when she dropped that torch, I even put it in my notes because I thought that's what was coming, is they were trying to – I thought maybe she was going to try and smoke them out of one end. Like basically mm-hmm. um, you know, catch that part of the forest on fire to to you know possibly smoke them out. But I think she just dropped the torch and that – It was just a – There's no, there no microphone spread exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, she didn't have mics. She dropped the torch um, and walked out. Um, the rest of the group – decides they could get across the mini horde by uh, playing hopscotch across yeah. of carefully <laughs> positioned uh, platforms. Yes. The key to this was that they had to keep looking at the walkers because if they turned away, they would start coming at them. Yes. <laughs> like Doctor Just, Who. It's like booze. <laughs> like the angels in Doctor Who. Um, like that one, one, two, three, like what was that game we used to play where you you only could move. You couldn't move when the person looked. Red light, green light. Red yes, light, green light. red light, green light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's weeping what it was. Weeping angels and Doctor Who. Uh huh. What they what they needed were some like feathers and fire flowers to really get things going. That's yeah. right. No, you need Neil Marshall to come in and direct us with some like underground zombies and digging through the tunnels and making a descent. To, uh, you know, like uh, sequel somehow. I mean, there was plenty of descent. I mean. You know they had that in mind as they were making this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. That's yeah. what made me think of it, you know. So, um, we cut back to Negan, and um, he's just kind of milling around at this point. Uh, and uh, Alpha tells Beta and Gamma about uh, the fact that they they found the Horde, and that obviously somebody's been you know that they've been sending scouts out uh and, and crossing the border and they need to go tell the border scouts that they need to to step it up and uh do a better job of watching out for spies. Yeah, we know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, were we I I forget. Were we convinced that Gamma was like on the level at the end of that point of the season or like I, I, it wasn't I clear to me. Was. Like, it wasn't I clear to me. Uh, I guess I'm asking, like, regardless of what we thought, it was the show trying to communicate to us that Gamma was very much telling the truth about where things are, or are we still supposed to be on the fence about her? I, I guess. I don't think they, ex- they explicitly gave us any information to lead uh-huh. us to believe that. Yeah, that's, I think, where we were at, but I think we all probably presumed that she was being wooed over by Aaron's sandwiches or whatever the hell he was giving her. <laughs> I don't know. I still think there's some more going on. I think this is a little too obvious. Well, sure. This could be some really good sandwiches, though. You don't know. You never know. That said, I mean, you have like, you have Thora Birch in the room. Like, it's supposed to be, I think, a conflicted character, obviously. Like, she's, she's having, sure. she's having like, she's like wigging out with flashbacks and stuff to her sister dying and all that. So, I mean. Right. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, there's there's layers. There's layers here. There's yes. something. It's I not, wouldn't it's, credit the writers that gave us Nalpha too much with deep thoughts on anything with layers. 
I don't I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll get there apparently. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, Aaron goes back to the spike hand. I like the spike hand. The spike ball. The ball. It was very dramatic when he switched it out. I mean, they made sure it, you know, like that 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 spike ball is on that that arm. Like it locks into place. It's all. Oh like, yeah. Who gave him a? Was Jerry sitting next to him when he did? He like give him a look. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> level up. Um, so Carol and Daryl kind of have their while everybody's kind of regrouping after uh, their their escape from before. Uh, Carol and Daryl kind of have a moment. And this is Daryl, like, having his moment with Carol to basically say, you need to get your shit together. You know, just like you, you can't keep doing this. You're you're putting everybody else in danger. And Carol's having a real hard time because it's almost like I think she realizes that she's what she's doing and that it's not the right thing. But I, I think at the same time, she just can't can't stop herself. And th- there's one line in here um, when she said. I know oh, about the claustrophobia. And she says, I, I never told you I was claustrophobic. And, and he says, if I only knew the stuff you told me, I wouldn't know. Shit. And I thought that was right. That mm-hmm. was a cool line. I have a, an issue with the claustrophobia thing. This just is suddenly now, I mean, how many times has Carol been? No, in tight spots? Was, excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but in season one, she mentioned she was claustrophobic. Aha. It didn't. Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't remember that, but it didn't affect her in the bowels of the prison when she was going down and around there. I mean, there have been so many instances of her in tight spots. This is the time where she flips out over it. Well, I what, don't know. what what other tight? Like this is pretty tight. Like what what's yeah, what's is. comparable to something like? I don't this? know. I just this, feel like they totally went in a completely different direction with Carol that just makes zero sense to me. Well, it, I understand her breaking down a little bit from all the crap she's been going through and the yeah. dumb decisions she's made. But claustrophobia, I, I don't know. I just, when they were awfully the, convenient. Well, it, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I read on Insider and a couple other places that, uh, in, uh, first of all, Melissa McBride said the character's always been claustrophobic. And in the last episode of the first season, when they're in Jenner's bunker, Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, she asked if they're underground, and then uh, Jenner asks her if she's claustrophobic, and they tell her to try not to think about it. So it's kind of a callback to that. But and I mean, that's the other thing too. There's there's a difference between being like in a smaller area above ground and being below ground in the dark, tight walls around you. Like there's a different kind of feeling for that. Even in, in Jenner's no, thing, no, even, and even I, in Jenner's I thing, agree. where it's not it's not just like it's not just that they're in like. Yeah, they're in a building and it's wide open, but there's still the fe- just the the psychological feeling you get from like I'm not a I'm underground right now. Like no, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know how to degrees. control that. There are degrees of it and stuff. I'm just saying is that I, I don't know. It just it felt wedged in there to me. I don't. Know. It just I didn't buy it. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all we can do. Fair, fair enough. Um. So Carol just kind of, she breaks down. She says she's consumed with rage and that she doesn't want to just kill Alpha. She wants to hurt her. She basically wants to torture her, hurt her, and then kill her because she's that, you know, she's that distraught and that broken up over, yeah. over what she did. She and, says, I want, I want, I wrote this down actually. I want her to regret everything, beg for forgiveness, and then I want to kill her. Yeah. Because you got to think too, this is the, you know, 
that's the second child that she's lost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just you know, it's 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 got it's got to be tough. That's not even kind. Of, that's not even kind of the one she shot herself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. That that's what I'm trying to keep in mind because every time she talks about it, it's like, but I mean Henry. Like, <laughs> just, I'm not trying to be mean about well, it. Well, remember like, with the time Henry. jump though, she spent you know quite a bit of. I know. I I but I. I get what you're saying. Us were big fans of him, so it's, it's sure, just, I get what you're saying. Just, I, I that's just me being a dick, but I mean, I, it's just it's just like that. There's so much emotion over this kid. It's like it's, I, yeah. it's what we've known as the T dog effect. Yeah. Like after, oh yeah, after, after they're dead, they're like much more prominent of a character than they ever were when they were around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or like, or or Carol's previous thing when she burned what the what the hell were their names? The the guys that Ty, the Tyrese Tyrese's girlfriend and like. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they died. <laughs> um, but D- Daryl says, you know, hey, we uh, we fight for the future, not for revenge. Right. And that really, that line kind of hit me because it, it, to me, it really shows the legacy of Rick with mm-hmm. with Daryl with Daryl because that's not. You know, Daryl took a pretty big turn when when well we thought when his salary dead. increased. <laughs> yeah, well, too, that too. Yeah, yeah, fat paycheck. Will, yeah. I had, I'm getting okay, go on. Sorry. Um, well, but no, but just it, it, the turn in his character to be like uh, not even a leader because that because that's not what I want to say, but just like a understanding that there's more to this world than being a loner than going it by yourself to. Um, you know, thinking that, you know, you're just going from one moment to the next. The fact that he really, you know, between Rick and Carl dying, he really kind of took that as we have an opportunity to to build something and to be a part of something. And, mm-hmm. you know, he can have something he's never really had in his entire life. And, and uh, it's I, this I, dynamic that he and Carol have been talking about throughout the season, too. Right. Because when, yeah. like, when she got back, they were like in the woods talking about things. And she was like, we can leave and like go to wherever. Yeah. And he's like, no, can't do that. Dog. Yeah. Like whatever. Like, so he's just like a, he's devoted to staying here and trying to make a life for everything. And, you know, studying up in the book of Carl and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show the old adage of Daryl's always get positive benefits from knowing people named Rick. Isn't that right, <laughs> Mr. Taylor? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so Magna takes uh, the matches and she's trying to find a way out and go down. She's basically doing what Daryl was doing, going down each of the tunnels. Painting trying the to colors find, of the wind. Yeah, which way the wind blows. Um, and now, to me, and this is where I think, Rich, to your point a little bit, it gets a little muddy as far as the yeah. – I don't think this – but my take on this wasn't as much the darkness as it was the editing. Yes. Because that to too. me, yes. it yeah, was the I quick agree. cuts that did it more for me than the darkness. But I'm assuming that they, that those were whisperers that she was fighting, right? They, yeah, because they, they were like mm-hmm. – they, they were coming oh, yeah. at them and yeah, like yeah, charging yeah. them and trying I, to fight. I figured out that it was, I think, the third time I – wound it back 20 seconds yeah this is like i mentioned there's two weak spots of this episode. this yeah. is the other weak spot for me where even like the commercial cut where like magnetist gets like charged by somebody is like yeah. what the what happens yeah. and then yeah, like, exactly. comes back and it's like wait what's ha-? like i guess they're fighting people and we're seeing some some moves kind of but yeah it was really sporadically edited it felt like all over the place the choreography was a mess like i could not 
I could not track this scene. Like this is not yeah. one. Yeah, it was like, I, is choreography the right term? Like the way the blocking is, like you couldn't really tell like where everything is in relation to each other. Yeah, right. I, mean, I guess that would be the right term. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same issue. I just didn't know yeah. how to put a, a pin on it like you did. Thanks. And I mean to to contrast it, like in the beginning when they were jumping across, you know, doing the whole uh, um, rock to rock thing uh, from Tremors. Uh, that was, you know, that was a little dark, but it was still lit well enough to where you could see what was going on. There was good tension and everything else. But then once you get to this point and forward, for the most part, it's just a mishmash of darkness and movements and what is going on. You know? And and I don't even know that it was direction because, like, I looked at see who directed and uh, Cetrazemus directed this. He's, he's done he's a good. ton of episodes. I mean, he's done. He's good. Yeah. I mean, he's directed 16 episodes of The Walking Dead and 11, 11 episodes of Fear. So, I mean, this is this is a guy that knows how to direct this show. It's because it's, it's like Jim, you meant it's not Neil Marshall doing this. Like, there's a, there, yeah, there, there's, exactly. you know, it's not, it's not, I, I can't, like, I, I, far be it for me to tell a director what to do or like the filmmakers how they're doing their job, but I can't imagine it being easy to, you know, make an episode that's, you know, cloaked in darkness, involves caves. Has to maintain a level of tension. Has to, you know, establish the the location of multiple characters in a single space. Like, there's a lot to do there, and for a TV show to accomplish it, I can't imagine that being a simple task. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah, it just didn't come out that well. And again, yeah. I I I cre- I put the fault personally for these sequences at the editor more so than the than the director. Like, I looking at it, I don't see that. The, you know, camera placement, movement, those kind of things were were poor. It just seemed, and and maybe they had to edit it that way because of difficulties in trying to shoot what yeah. they wanted to shoot for I those imagine reasons. It's a mix of like you don't want to show too much because it's a set, so it's just going to look like a laser tag room if you show you know everything, right? And and it's I guess thematically it's trying to be like it's very it's not it's not it's not unlike um, Batman Begins. Where Nolan still getting used to doing action, like his theory was like, I'll, I'll edit it like a bat, where it's sporadic and it's quick and fast. But he wasn't really good at doing that kind of thing because it was his first action movie, and so the movie's action sequences aren't that great. If we all remember Batman Begins, The Dark Knight is a great like upgrade as far as the quality of the action sequences because he just got a better handle on it. This feels like that where they're like thematically, I understand it's like it's supposed to be confusing. You're supposed to be being thrown through a loop. It's like yeah, it's in the dark and there's all these characters. What's going on? Like, but. In you know trying to exercise that, it just comes off as like a big blur of like, oh, all right, like we tried, <laughs> yeah. All right, um, so we go back to Negan and Alpha, and this is where Negan starts to put the little uh, the little bird in her ear about Gamma, and uh, is there a sneaks up on her? Uh. Yes, yes, because she's taking care of some personal business and the, the train. <laughs> yes, and uh, and he 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 tells her like I don't think you need to. It's not your border guards, for lack of a better term, that are the the weak link here. It's it's got to be somebody close to you. And he says he I I don't mean the uh, Frankenstein's hemorrhoid, which <laughs> which I thought was a great a great way, a great Negan did have some good Neganisms. In this. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. will say that. Um. I saw Frankenstein's hemorrhoid at Lollapalooza. They were great. <laughs> really good. Uh, but he puts it at the feet of Gamma, uh, Gamma. And Alpha doesn't take too well to that. And I think it's more just ego. It's posturing, right? Yeah. Like, like 
you know, she can't make him think that he's the one that came up with that idea and she didn't, um, or that she was blinded, in, you know, by her and not not able to see it. Um, and then she pushes him into the uh, uh, the the trench, so to speak. Which is the first gross thing involving the two of them that happened this episode. <laughs> yes. No, I thought a wait, minor wait. gross thing. Minor gross thing. When you thing. said pull her into the trench, I thought that was a euphemism. Pull him into the trench, that was a euphemism. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just, that's not that's not a minor gross thing to me. He she he pushed him in a pile of everybody's shit. Like that's, oh, uh, that's at, <laughs> no, Aaron, you misunderstand. At the time, I thought it was. Okay. By the end of this episode, to me, this was the minor gross thing. Mm, I don't know if I. I don't know if I. I can. I don't know. Um, I was just my main concern was, oh, now his jacket's all wet. Like that was. I did think the same thing. How do you I clean a leather jacket was... like that in this environment? In this economy? <laughs> There's no 24-hour Martinizing him anymore in this world. <laughs> Think of the uh, dry cleaning. Yes. Um, so they they end up finding their way out, and it takes them, of course, through a narrow opening, which, uh, of course, Carol has trouble with. Again, the claustrophobia thing. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you, you, forgot the, you forgot the arrow on the wall. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Jerry gets a good line. He's like, <laughs> just a feel. Hey, there's a Goonies there's never a, say die. But the, the the thing I wanted to mention about this whole thing, um, look up there, a plot convenience. The the thing with the whispers, where the hell are they coming from? Like that was my other thing. Like because it's like if they're coming from somewhere, clearly there's some way out that has to be yeah. easier than what the hell these guys are just going through. Like where, where is yes. these where are these magic holes that they're entering from? Same place those crystal foxes in Last Jedi. That, I guess so. I guess Ray was with them so they could lift the rocks. Sure. It's like when you watch like uh, or you play like an uncharted game and it's like one yeah, way into just this, come out <laughs> to this crazy uh you know uh long lost uh you know chamber and all of a sudden like 50 guys with machine guns hop out to to kill you and you're like Wait. yeah it'd be like Mar- Mar- Martinez must have found a way around look we got to fight them yes. <laughs> um, I thought for just a minute there that maybe Jerry wasn't going to make it Oh, I, I, I thought it was a goner. Cool. I thought was, so too. They were all ready to riot, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was coming. I'll say, like, so because I like this episode and I like this cave stuff specifically. Me too. I, it, it was, it was doing a good job of mixing up the, I because I, I like doing cave stuff. I like bouldering and things like that. But I, I also like I can get anxious when it comes to tight spaces or like the kind of stuff they're doing in this episode. So it was like hitting me in a sweet spot. So I'm sitting here thinking. Don't be teasing Jerry's death right now because this is impossible for me to watch. Like it's because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a quick death either. It'd be like him getting slowly gnawed on his feet, and it's like, no, thank you. Get this. Get get our favorite character out of this hole right now. I thought he was. I I thought he was first going to die when they were jumping across the boulders. I thought, yeah, I thought one of them was going to for the first. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jerry made it through, um, and then they find the horde. They find. Jerry, Jerry made it through, and there's this quick shot of, like, because the cave walkers are, like, kind of popping their heads out afterwards, and, like, one pops out, and, and Aaron, like, does a quick, like, like uh, just bash the head, yes, like, a whackable move. <laughs> just, yes, like, yes. Just that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. That's the zombie kill of the week right uh-huh. there. But they find, that, they find the horde is <clears throat> down in this huge shaft, and I love the way that Daryl, like, keeps making um, torches out of severed uh, walker hands. Yep. <laughs> um, 
So he lights a hand on fire and tosses it into the hole. And of course, they see all the walkers and they they congregate over the over the hand. Um, and so they're able to keep going and they make it out into a mine shaft. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of things going on. Where are they supposed to be? Like Washington or Virginia or something? Like Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that makes sense. The Appalachia area, kinda. So, you know, sure, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we cut back to Alpha and Beta are looking for Gamma, um. And Alpha sends Beta after Gamma. And <laughs> these Beta names. Says, I'm sorry. These names. These names you're saying over and over again. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, but she tells Beta because Beta says, "Well, if I find her, I'll, I'll." I'll kill her myself and Alpha says no you bring her back and she because she wants to do it in front of the in front of the group mm. so we've seen where Alpha can a couple times has kind of shown this um, soft spot um, but now she's basically saying well it's it, she doesn't want to she doesn't want Beta to not kill her to keep it quiet she wants Beta to not kill her so she can uh, so she can do it publicly, or at least that's what she's saying at this point. I mean, it, I mean, it's one thing for her to have a soft spot for, you know, I don't know, certain indiscretions, but like this is like you're you're giving our you're you're giving up our stuff to other people. Like so, I yeah. it, that seems pretty punishable on the, by by her standards alone. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, so back in the cave, they come across. Uh, I guess Tracy comes across the dynamite. Um, I believe it said Chekhov on the side of it too. Yes. <laughs> and, then, sure. and then Jerry's like, you need to, that, that dynamite's like super sweaty. You need to put that back in. The the, the only thing I could think of was, was it from Ernst from Arts. Lost? Remember when he had this yeah. I dynamite? the same thing. I was like, ooh, that's uh, dangerous. A little nitroglycerin. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have a side of nitroglycerin with my dynamite. Thank you. Um, so yeah, she puts that, that back and I'm like, okay, that's going to come back to. To, to do something at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so then we come back to Alpha and Negan, and she's walking him in the woods and wants him to not turn around. Mm-hmm. And I think Negan thinks at this point, like, she's possibly going, going to kill him. Um, yeah. Let, slow this down, because it's going to lead to another thing. We're going to get into a big discussion about it, whatever. But this whole sequence, <laughs> before it gets to that, when it's just Negan, like, breaking down, thinking he's going to die now, yeah. it's really great acting on Jeffrey D. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah. I agree he's with doing that. a terrific job there, because it's yeah. like he, he's doing the posturing. He's trying to, like, make jokes, and then it's slowly it's going away. It's not working. Then he starts, like, like he's, he's basically crying. He's, like, about yeah, to, like, yeah. break down. and like, right. like he, it's, Well, she makes him uh, take off his clothes. That's when uh-huh. he's, like, really trying to, like, you know, uh, like, explain his worth. You know what I mean? Like, go over his accomplishments and stuff. And, just, and he, drops, he drops all the bravado at that point and just, like, yeah. just wants to, like, try to go out on top the best way. It's just, it's really good, like... Multiple things, multiple different kinds of emotions playing in all one one scene. So. And, and knowing that these people skin people and take their skin as clothes, uh-huh. the fact that she's making him strip. Right, right. I'm sure in the back of his head, she's like, man, she's going to kill me and skin my ass alive. Wear me as a coat. Literally. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> what I thought was going to happen was she was going to reward him. Not how it turned out, but. I thought she was having him stripped down because she he was going to graduate into and he, she had a full body walker skin for him like some of them wear. Well, I'd like to say that I've had it figured out, but I 
<clears throat> I watched it like right before we recorded, and I kind of saw a headline somewhere, some place uh, on the web that kind uh, of spoiled, uh, had the words Negan and sex in it. And so once I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, well, I know where this is going now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not even so like, I didn't even think Negan was going to die. I just feel like. The, no, I didn't the, either. Yeah, because why would they? I mean, <laughs> but it's, but just the, the whole build up to that moment, I just thought was just, especially given. You know that I haven't been the biggest Negan fan in the past few seasons, so this season I feel like it's been really pretty good. And now it's just like, yeah, this is he's he sits at the top of the of the list as far as you know the most enjoyable characters to watch right now because there's a, there's a lot more going on now than there was before when it's just him doing his his shtick. So it's right, yeah, just, I, it's just I, good work. <laughs> I've pretty much liked him a lot since the time jump. I mean, I didn't have as many issues as you did, Aaron, with him you know, back in time, but, Even, okay. but, but, the after the time jump, I thought, okay, now it's, now it makes a little bit more sense. And now he's a little more Negan, how I'd see him. I just, yeah. I got over jail wisdom pretty quickly. So I was like, I'm happy to see him just out in the world again, <laughs> doing something. I kind of agree with that, but even the jail wisdom, I, I found it enjoyable I, in moments. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm not good. We're, we're good. We're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> so of course, she has him stripped down. Negan even says, "Like I, I was some, my name meant something. I, I was you know." He kind of has his last push, um, and of course, she turns around and uh, she's standing there naked as a jaybird, except of course for her mask. Um, and then he even says, "Well, are you can take the mask off," and she's <laughs> like, "Why would I, you know, take my true skin off?" And he goes. He goes, well, I, I thought maybe it would be a turnoff, but uh, but I can't lie, and it's having the opposite effect. Um, At some point, she says, stop talking, and that's the best yes. line. Oh, right. <laughs> you're going to talk your way right out of this. I like when she said, you're a crass man, and I yes. reckon you'd appreciate a crass reward. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so they have their moment uh, in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from from a character standpoint, I don't see what the problem is with a scene like this. I like it's supposed no, to be awkward I, and uncomfortable and weird, yeah. obviously, because yes, there's a woman that wears skin on her face who leads a cult, versus or with a man who you know was a sadist for a good long time before re, you know changing his ways. So it's like this. This all adds up to me as far as something that would naturally occur between oh, two, sure. al- two alphas. Yeah, that- possibly. <laughs> I don't totally disagree. I'm just saying a lot of it's my own bias because I have an expectation of where this storyline is going, and I'm hoping it goes that way. And this just railroaded that. Ah, um, unless nah, he, unless he's playing that. unless he's playing some mind game, which is entirely possible with him. But after the way he broke down, I don't know. I, we're, I, we're trying, I guess, not get into comic spoilers. So it's just suffice yeah. to say, I do think I think there's ways to do much like how this show is played around with the timeline and the comic a lot. I I think there's ways to get to a certain end point while still kind of going in and out of the the line as far as where things are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't totally disagree. I don't know. I just plus, I, I mean, we're happy with this part. So. Well, I mean, remember, we've gotten like a lot of really the big set pieces from the comic storyline, but a lot of times not in the way that we got them in the comic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like the prison scene. True. Yeah, that, true. 
Michonne, you know, all these different things we got. We got what was in, we got, you know, basically what was in the comic, but not in the way that it happened in the comics. So. I get, I guess, like, Rich, the best way I could say it is, like, there's there's seven more episodes to build up to certain things if they True. transpire within the True. amount of time that I expect them to. So it's, it has to, it has to earn that moment. And if you have to stretch that out for seven more hours, like, I look forward to seeing how they do it, assuming that's what their ultimate goal is. And it could also be because I was just super annoyed with this episode by this point in it that I just stayed (laughs) sour. So I don't know. So we cut back to to the cave and uh, the group they're trying. So they get to the end of the mine shaft and they find uh, a way to get out. So but they're trying to be careful because obviously old mine shaft stuff is collapsing everywhere. Uh, They find a little bit of a hole. So they're trying to dig it open open it up more so they can all get out um and of course daryl turns around and doesn't see carol and of course there's a stick of dynamite missing um of course then we cut to carol who is back at the opening of the horde and for some reason she's trying to be very tricky about where she places the dynamite i guess she's trying to maximize she wants to drop um, a rock on him. She wants to kill yeah, a rock. Yeah, <laughs> drop as much as much heavy, you know, boulders on him as she po- you know, basically cause the biggest landslide that she can manage. I was, I, but I, I know what you're saying, but it's like she's really she's like it's not just like she walked over to the hole and threw a dynamite down it. She's like climbing on the rocks and making it as difficult as possible. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> to me, I would just be like, well, why don't you just like. Why wouldn't you just throw all the dynamite down the hole? Like make I, one massive explosion down there. Yeah, dynamite's right. got a dynamite, right? It's yeah, like exactly. what, how, what do you what do you what, what more efficiency do you need in this situation? Are you a demolitions yeah. expert? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean drop the box. If if that doesn't cause it all to blow up, then light a stick, throw it down there, and then there you go. Um anyway. So this is the part of the episode where it's just like this is the uh, kind of the eye-rolling uh, horror movie Walking Dead th- stuff. It's like, of course, Carol goes to place the dynamite. Of course, she loses her footing. Right. Of course, Daryl has to save her. Um, of course, they lose, you know, the, the, the stuff shifts. The dynamite falls, causes, you know, uh, an explosion, and and then things kind of deteriorate from there. I, so. I, I know you're, you're saying it this way, and yes, it, it boils down to formula. But I do think it's doing – aside from my complaint about Carol making very strategic climbing, I do think the formula stuff is working at full speed here. I, I, I like this talk that Daryl and Carol have together. Yes. I, I like what's going on between these performers. I like the tension that is created by this sequence. Like it's not – I'm not sitting there like bored by this. I'm, I'm like – No, 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 no. no I'm no. sitting there thinking this is effective horror filmmaking or thriller mm-hmm. filmmaking at least. I, I I like what it's accomplishing in the, in these moments. It, it follows – exactly what i expected to happen or something happened you know big explosion somebody's maybe dead they're not and you know like all of this but it's like i still liked it i still was into like what it showed me so of course that the 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 cave itself starts to destabilize everybody's trying to fight to get out uh jerry uh has his moment where he goes up under the the uh cross beam and kind of supports it so everybody else can get out they're able to get carol out um, and, she should have gone last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and and you know, at at this point, um, Connie goes after Carol. Well, before Daryl and Carol get out, Connie goes after 
Carol and Daryl to try because she thinks they're hurt, even though everybody Magna and everybody else is trying to get her to come out like they need to leave. Um, So but of course, Connie goes after him. They're able to get Carol and Daryl. Everybody, you know, gets back out. Um, Connie's kind of left to the to kind of the rear guard because there's a bunch of walkers that are headed their way. And Magna goes after Connie and because things are starting to deteriorate really, really fast. Uh, including walkers showing up on the outside. Um, she tells Jerry to let it go um, so he can get out. So Jerry, of course, get, lets you know, d- drops the beam. He gets out, and with everything falling, of course, the, bu- the box of dynamite goes off, collapses everything uh, in the hole that they were trying to get at. We do clearly see that... Uh, that that Connie and Magna are still alive. Yeah, like it didn't initially kill them for sure. R- right, right. So even after the explosion, and the collapse, and everything, there is a part where they cut back and they see that uh, that they're still in there. Um, and of course, Daryl, because him and Connie have gotten so close, he immediately starts climbing up the hill and you know starts digging at it. And you know, Aaron even tells him he's like, "You take us a like, week." It's going to take us a week to, to clear that. And need like, they get up here and start helping. Like he's he's like super uh, super pissed. And and then Tracy of all people says, "You know, hey, we can't help them if we're dead. We need to get out of here. That 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 explosion was loud enough that every walker within a hundred miles is going to start converging on this point. We have got to get out of here." Um, and so Daryl tells her to take. You know, all of you go back. Tell them what happened. And he's going to go off. And they're like, well, where are you going? And he said, well, we f- there was another way into this place that, you know, we got in. And basically the, the, the whisperers got in there, too. There's got to be – he, he's convinced there's another way in. There's got to be another way into this, to this cavern. Kelly. Um, Tracy. Kelly. Kelly. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep calling her Tracy. Kelly, <laughs> thank you. I mean, he's right. I mean, how else did all those guys, other guys get in there, right? Right. And I think at this point, Daryl just wants to be alone because it, and oh, Carol yeah. really is, I think, like all the things like, I mean, Carol has to have consequences, right? Like she keeps mm-hmm. doing these things and they get into a bit of trouble. You know, they, 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 uh, the first time they, they almost got them all killed, you know, when she when she was going to confront um, Alpha Alpha directly. And then in, in this bit, you know, she gets them stuck in the in the cave. And now she potentially has has killed two of them, and she's got them in a real bind. So, Carol, Carol is really feeling it at this point, and Daryl doesn't even want to acknowledge her. Like Daryl just walks, like she's like, yell at me, say something, do something, and and Daryl just walks away. Like that, he, that's what works. Like the episode's not letting her off the hook. Like it's no, it's very much no. acknowledging, like you've made bad choices, and people don't like you, and we've done this before with Carol, and it's. It, it it doesn't feel old here in the way it sometimes rubs me the has rubbed us it in the wrong way in other episodes. Yeah, it, well, it, it, yeah, you because you see both sides of it. You get you yeah. get what she's going after, but you also because you've seen this before and you just know what bad ideas are. You're looking at this thinking, yeah, you're sad, but this is none of this is going to help. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but at the at the same point, like when she breaks down and tells Daryl earlier, like you know, she killed my boy. And mm-hmm. she she breaks down. At this point, she's just like a mother, like she's blinded by grief and blinded by rage. Like, and mm-hmm. and no matter how much logic you throw out there, you know, I, th- I think it at that when her and Daryl had that conversation, and he's like, "You have to promise me that you're going to stop this," and she promises, 
and then she breaks her promise by taking the dynamite and going down there. Um, and I think that's at this point, Daryl's hurt, like not even mad, just like hurt. It's like you, you keep promising me and telling me you're going to stop doing this. And I keep reaching out to you because, you know, you're my friend and I love you. And you keep you keep you, you can't you just keep you just can't. And I, I think Daryl's kind of at his wit's end now. I'm really curious. The one thing I'll say at the end of this episode is I'm really curious to see once all the dust settles on everything, like where this leaves Carol and Daryl um, after it's all said and done. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the good thing about having multiple communities, too. You can mm-hmm. you can mix it up as far as yeah. the dynamics and who's where. And I, I did like how Daryl couldn't just call her out on it like no normal because he's done it like he's you know jeopardized the group mm-hmm. out of anger for revenge like so it's it's not like he felt comfortable that he could just jump on her about it and there i like really, that okay. there, there was a cool norman Reedus thing where when he first uh comes off that pile mm-hmm. when he re- when when aaron tells him like hey it's gonna take us a week and he he points at her like yeah. He has that look on his face. Yeah. And points yeah. at her, yeah. and then puts his hand down and walks away. Like, and she knows it at that point. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I thought that was a fantastic. It was uh, a great reaction, them. and then there was another yeah. great reaction by her of saying, "Just give it to me. Like, I deserve it. Like, you, by you not doing it, it that, makes me feel worse." Just, it's everything about the history of these characters that you yeah. can do without having to need dialogue specifically yep. for a moment like that yep. where you can just point like the easy like you know what that means like yeah, yeah. it works it's so good. well yep great moment cool well that's the end of the episode that's squeeze and jerry so before we give our <laughs> buster ratings i'll do a quick uh message from our sponsor dcbservice.com yeah uh, Check them out. Uh, end of the month is coming, so get your uh, February uh, solicit information in uh, at dcbservice.com. So you still got, uh, as we record this on the 24th, you still got quite a few few days. And if you're a little into March, I can't believe I'm saying March already. I know. Yeah, it's, it's March. Um, that's okay. They'll take your late order. Um, and then you can go to instocktrades.com. Now that... The comic is is complete. Even Aaron has finished reading all of The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, you can take your pick over at InStockTrades.com and read it as you will um, in its all its various forms over at InStockTrades uh, as well. Um, so yeah, DCB Service InStockTrades. We thank them for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Indeed. So Buster ratings. Uh, Daryl, why don't you why don't you go first? You came in last. You can go first. Okay. Um, How many busters? I, because I, I did love this episode. I mean, everything that was in it. I mean, the hard aspect of it was great, and the caves, even the stuff I couldn't see. But it felt. I think it. It kind of did add to my fear of what was happening because I couldn't see it. Like, you know, did, did they get Jerry? Did, did you know what was happening? Um, and then afterwards, I mean. The, just the the angry exchange between Daryl and, and Carol was just the greatest uh, to watch. Um, I'd give it a four out of five. It really nice. worked for me. Jim, what'd you think? 
Um, I liked Carol's stuff a lot. I mean, I've made no uh, you know secret of her being my favorite character on the show. And I, I like, uh, you know, giving her these dimensions to play with and kind of, you know, the tension. But like you said, that her and Norman really, uh, uh, Melissa and Norman have a really good uh, rapport and chemistry together. And it shows in their acting with one another. Uh, you know, good example, you guys were just talking about that point, you know, scene or whatever, without saying anything. He said a bunch. So I liked all that stuff a lot. I thought the Negan and Alpha stuff was appropriately freaky. <laughs> but I have to knock off a little bit of score because of uh, the the poor, uh, you know, blocking and 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 way things were shot. And I like the cave scene uh, sequences overall. I thought it was a cool thing for them to do, but uh, just the execution was kind of lacking in some places. So I give it a three five. Cool, Rich. Um, I mean, for the most part, I just like Jim was talking about with the editing and all that. Just a lot of that whole cave sequence. I mean, I had to put in extra work to figure out what just happened, like, several times through that sequence, and that's not what I want out of any TV show. Um, there were some decent moments. Um, like I said, the very beginning in the caves, when they're jumping across the rocks and all that, I thought there was some good tension there. Um, there were some good Neganisms throughout uh, most of the Negan parts of the episodes, and... Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty split down the middle, so I'll give it a 2.5. Oh. <clears throat> Aaron? I'm significantly higher. I, for one thing, as much as we, you know, we, we put up all the things on the webpage and everything to keep everybody updated on, like, when the show's coming back, I forgot that the show was coming back last night until, like, 6 o'clock when I was doing my, my podcast. I was like, oh, Walking Dead's back tonight. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I was... Coming into it thinking, well, it ended on a kind of a, well, it's a, like, where could this go? And then it started with a, well, with that scream. But then, like, I was just into this whole cave stuff. Like, I was I was into, like, how it was handling this tension, um, what it was trying to go for. Yes, it had some weak moments as far as, like, that big fight scene and what have you. But, like, I, I found it to be quite effective and tense in the ways that the show was going after. So... Yeah, no, I, I'm at a four busters on this episode. I, I, I really liked this mid-season premiere. I thought it did good as far as kind of delivering on spectacle in the way that these premieres tend to do. And it found a unique way to do it, which, you know, it's nice. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I was big on this one. Cool. I'm, I'm going to give it a four also. I, I really did like this episode. And I think a lot of what pushed it up for me was the Carol and Daryl stuff, just their interaction um, which when they do it right, the, the, the that's uh, lately on this show, that's, this seems to be what really pushes it up for me. I did like the tension. Um, it is the walking dead. So I wasn't fully convinced that Jerry was going to make it out. So mm -hmm. that, that kept me on the edge of my seat twice. Cause I thought maybe he might, uh, he might not make it out. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I, th I think the intrigue, um, with Negan, Alpha, Beta, and Gamma is going to get interesting because I, I think there's more to meet the more than MCI with what's going on there. I'm not fully convinced that Negan isn't the one doing some things and stirring up the pot to make it to make them turn on each other. Um, even though it, I, I think the gal, it's all it, it's Gamma that's that's doing it is a little too convenient um, and too obvious. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. So yeah, four out of four out of five for me. Um, but that's what we thought. 
Um, what did the Facebook folks say over at our wonderful Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast? Well, the awesome thing is they came out in force for the premiere. Uh, we got 23 comments this week, so that's pretty awesome. Nice. Take a drink. <clears throat> I'm ready, man. I've been training all off season for this. Um, Duray Irvin uh, chimes in first with three busters. I was fine with the episode until Negan and Alpha got freaky. Uh, Kevin Barry wrote in, uh, four Goonies never say die out of five. This episode was fun, and I hope the second half of the season continues like this. Uh, Susan Monk, 3.5 praying mantis situations out of five. I was <laughs> getting my right. You're ready for Jerry. Thank Plot Armor. He had extra thick shoes. Magna and Connie, on the other hand, nah, I'm pretty sure they're all okay. Carol can go ahead and climb out of the pit of despair now. Yeah, DeRay, Negan and Alpha were kind of ridiculous and creepy all at the same time. Uh, Mike Jones, three descents into nakedness out of five. What I liked, the homage to the movie The Descent, all the whisper scenes. What I didn't like was everything else. All the survivor scenes felt very forced to me. And any of you Lost fans will know what some bad dynamite will do. In fact, that whole box of dynamite went off. No one underground would left be, al- be left alive. Hmm, okay. Uh, Roger Austin, Four sweaty dynamite sticks out of five. Love this episode. I thought that Jerry was Walker food, but thankfully Daryl was there. Uh, Nelfa, I guess that's Negan and Alpha, uh, could be an interesting power couple. So for the people that brought you, Brangelina, you know, uh, <laughs> now is Nelfa. Um, or I guess it could be Algin. Nah, I guess Nelfa's better. Uh, Lisa Kelly wrote in uh, 2.5 bumping uglies out of 5 Couldn't see most of the scenes in the cave Because of the darkness Carol's stupid extended breakdown is getting monotonous And surely she has grown beyond this after all these years Doesn't make sense All the near misses in the cave Boring, there's no tension because we know they'll all make it Take out a main character to keep this show Credible, Angela Kang Otherwise it's nothing more than a soap opera Okay One good comment uh, Mary Turpecchia wrote in 3.5 courses of You Can Leave Your Mask On. <laughs> oh, Carol, if you don't knock it off, someone's going to make you go look at the flowers. Uh, favorite parts of the episode were with the Whispers Negan. Truly thought Jerry was going to die, but yay for thick boots. Can't imagine Connie or Magnus surviving, but hey, they probably will. Looking forward to next week and glad everyone's back at full swing with their busters. I agree, Mary. Uh, Eric Jackson wrote in four anxiety attacks out of five. I really thought Jerry was a goner. I'm a bit claustrophobic, so the whole scene was tough to watch. Not only him being stuck, but thinking he was going to go out the horrific way of a wood chipper running super slow. Uh, the second time, I thought they were going to give him a Hodor exit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love Negan and Alpha's dialogue. and wasn't bothered by the fact that he hooked up as much as I was by the thought of how bad the two of them must have smelled. <laughs> I get that Carol is messed up and hell-bent on revenge, but my only real issue with the episode is that I think they overdid it to the point uh, so it's so out of character. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Richard Charrington, uh, Mr. Chopper Cherry, uh, Coors Light enthusiast and marathon runner. Uh, 3.5. Hey, you guys, out of five. All this episode needed was one-eyed Willie's ship, a few booby traps, chunk, a baby Ruth bar, and a group of angry Fratellis. Uh, the episode loses points for Alpha and Negan getting it on. The sex scene is not on par with Game of Thrones. Yuki Yoshisawada with one of his infamous uh, 4.5 exploding Leslie Arts out of 5. I don't know what that means. Is that from Lost? 
Uh, yes. Okay. I was going to do a cave two inch twister, cave tinge twister, but I'm a lazy lurker. I'm interested into the long buster. Uh, one, I thought those boulders would be slippery to jump, and yes, Daryl is a platforming game character. Uh, two, Magna was dead on. If you have claustrophobia, you don't run into caves, you dumb bunny. Three, Carol, I want that bitch dead. Daryl, clouded your mind is revenge, not the path we seek. That leads to anger, <laughs> which leads to hate, which leads to suffering. Tired of this conversation with you, I grow. <laughs> four, Alpha, or uh, four. So Alpha was just trying to show dominance with that castration threat, right? Uh, Negan felt something else. <laughs> Five, coming into this episode, I had a feeling that Jerry, this would be Jerry's last. I'm glad to be wrong. He must live forever. Uh, Daryl is like, have you all been caved down me before? Amateurs. Uh, six, in a lion pride, the alpha gets all lionesses. Uh, this Negan and alpha are nature and action. Seven, that didn't, that didn't carol you too fast and too loose. This dynamite stunt is the lion. We're pulling you off the case. It's death duty till further notice. Uh, nine, I'm sure Mana Squad is fine. The issue is the amount of oxygen they have down there. Rescue is now on a time limit. Ten, it is Carol's fault. She should feel bad. But no, Daryl is right not to tell her to make her feel better. She needs to feel the consequences, not be told them. Eleven, Carol being claustrophobic is a callback to TS-19. Thank you, Yoshi. It's good to be back and hear you guys again. Kampai. Thank you. Likewise, um, Johnny Store, I missed the show, and you guys, I don't feel like writing a rating, but I liked it a lot. Oh, that's fair. And finally, Angie DeSalvo, hey guys, so happy Walking Dead and the podcast is back. Okay, I'm giving this episode four out of five. The ending was heartbreaking to watch. Just when I thought Carol was finished pulling, putting the group in danger, she had to go and mess it all up again in a big way. It will be interesting to see how Carol and Daryl's relationship is going to be like moving forward. <laughs> Just wanted to end this by saying, I think Negan's taking one for the team. <laughs> Maybe getting Alpha to trust him? I hope. And if you, too, would like to chime in with your Buster ratings and your thoughts on each episode, then by all means, go to facebook.com uh, slash group slash WDTV podcast, or just look up the Walking Dead TV podcast on the Facebook, and, uh, you know, log right in there and tell us what you think. We'll be happy to read them on the air. Excellent. Well, I think that's about going to do it for this week. Remember, uh, as I mentioned earlier, keep an eye on the Facebook page uh, and Twitter and such, and hopefully we won't have any disruption uh, in the podcast. But we will be recording every week, and we will get that out to you all one way or the other. Stay tuned for our Lock and Key podcast. No. <laughs> that show I was like great, though. Show. Yeah. yeah, That show was great. I love it. Fantastic. Until there's no more room in hell and dead walk the earth, watch out for sweaty dynamite. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>